Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Very warm welcome to Keeping It Real with Caroline and Sophie. And today we have the great pleasure of welcoming the wonderful Trini Woodall, who I literally haven't seen properly since we were filming Denmark's Next Top Model, where Trini came on as a guest judge, which was just an absolute hoot. Am I, which one am I going to go to? I'm just, I'm, have, I'm suddenly having both want. mics because ah. the thing is, I'll just, I'll hoard it until somebody takes it off me, which, which is, is always good. better to have a third mic. But I do remember that. And I remember I was in the back end of filming TV series in Denmark and I'd just been filming around Scandinavia. I felt Scandinavian. I mean, I was watching Scandinavian Noir on TV and I then, you know, did a Scandi show, yours, and, and then we were making over women around Scandinavia. So... Tivoli Gardens and all. I, I went everywhere and did every every part. Because you guys actually bought Trini and Susanna came to Denmark, right? Yeah, we did. We, we did five series in Norway, five series in Sweden, and I think two series in Denmark. And it was called, I mean, I'm not going to tell you what it was called in Danish because I wouldn't be able no. to pronounce it. But it was something like, in Norway, it was the makeover mission, Trini and Susanna's makeover mission. Right. And in... Um, in Sweden, it was Mission Serenge, or whatever, you know, how, they, how do they say Sweden? How do they say Sweden? Sverige. Mission Sverige. Mission Sverige. Mission Sverige, Mitrini or Susanna. How did you guys even get together? How did it all start back in the day? Back in the day, my God, back in the day, a long time ago, I used to trade commodities and hated it. And I did it because my dad was a banker and I was the youngest of six kids and I kind of felt... I should do something where he'd notice my existence. Mm-hmm. And so I left school and didn't have enough anything to get uh, into university. And I just thought I'll go and start as an assistant on a trading floor, which I did and did that. And then I remember I dressed like a man. I had my suits made in by the tailor who made everyone else's suits. They'd all strip down on the trading floor and I'll go into the loo and get it made. I spoke to people on the phone because I had to run an Anglo-American fund and try and you know get investment for the fund. And I'd, I'd lower my voice so people would think I was a man. I mean, wow. this was the 1980s. So you just, it was yeah. very it was unusual to be world. a female in the trading yeah. floor. And I hated every single minute of this. Every single minute. The thing I enjoyed yeah. the most was going to Miss Selfridge and <laughs> buying a cheap black suit and then getting buttons from the button queen and making it nice and mm-hmm. trying to make myself look dressed uh, on the bigger budget than I had. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Going yeah. to Miss Selfridge's, getting a cheap suit, discarding the cheap buttons, yeah. getting beautiful buttons from the button queen, and all of a sudden you think you're wearing a Belma. And the Amazing. button queen was a very beautiful shop in Marylebone Lane. I think I remember yeah. the 
buttons being yeah. a big thing back and in the day and st- everyone changing everyone their changed their buttons and, and it was starting and the belt buckles and the belt buckles on your shoes had. as yes, well exactly. and hair yeah. buckles and everything in yeah. fact my first ever business called bows unlimited when princess diana was in london wearing these hair bows and this friend of mine called katie brain and i at school still we were at queensgate and we started this little business called bows unlimited and we got velvet bows made and we went to portobello market and we got little diamante brooches which were all i remember then if we got them for more than a pound we were paying too much then i like 50 quid shows how old i was then and we put them on and then we took them there was this cool store then called scott crowler and there was harvey nichols and everyone bought them even though they might say oh didn't stay on that long or whatever and then we we went to new york and we sold a few there and then Katie wanted to go to art school. Mm-hmm. And then she said, I can't do both. And then the business just folded. Yeah, that's and that a was shame. It, you know? But that was my first as an entrepreneur. I was going to say that was very early on. I love the fact yeah. that being one of six and thinking deep inside, okay, I need to do something to get to get anyone's, to get my father's yeah. attention, yeah. to get my family's yeah. attention. Yeah. First of all, are your siblings all from the same mummy and daddy? No, they are so not. We're not that Catholic. Okay. Or <laughs> whatever. But uh, three are from one and three are from the other. But I think... It's really interesting. My daughter is an only child from the relationship of my husband and I. And he already had a son who was so much older than Lila that he was already 10 when she was born. So Mm. she always felt, she always behaved like an only child. And I think what's really interesting is I have a good friend of mine, Jenny Halpin, who does PR. Mm -hmm. She actually does the PR for Trinity London. And she's somebody who, from the moment I met her when she was 20, was exuded a natural self-confidence. And there is something to be said for not having to fight for your place in the family and not feeling yeah. insecure as a result of comparisons and your parents just putting you, you know, I mean, I don't put Lila on a on a pedestal, but, you know, she, and she's not spoiled, spoiled, but she has this tremendous self-worth and she's had a very tough life, Lila, from losing a father at age 10. That's a really tough thing for anyone. My gosh, was she 10? I was 11 when I lost my mother. Poor Lila. You must know that that feeling and then for your father to be mother and father to you. So, mm. so, but still, you know, when I say, oh, Lila, you know, that was good. And she goes, I know it was great, wasn't it? And I'm like, I'd never have said that. <laughs> but, you know, that's a, that's really interesting because, wow, Trini, so you also took on being mummy and daddy when Lila was, was mm. 10. How was that? It was interesting because before then... The relationship was either I was mum and dad a bit already or I was hardly mum. So it was weird because when I got separated, like you were yeah. saying, you got separated, but you mm. you stay friendly with your ex. Very much so, yeah. Do you have kids as well? We have two little yeah. boys. So it's kind yeah. of, I, I had this thing with my old agent called Michael Foster and we wanted to write a book called Unhappy Marriage, Happy Divorce. Yeah. And it's so you know, that's exactly what we had, basically. And um, what we have. I mean, so you know. So it's an element of yeah. why you have that because mm. you didn't argue over money. A hundred and fifty percent. I mean, that's exactly why. Because there was nothing to argue over. So it was a very amicable Mm -hmm. split. Mm. And, you know, the only thing that mattered were the children. Yeah. Really. Isn't that Um, interesting? The moment the the money comes in, all feelings change. Yeah. Right? Because because uh, that that brings fear. That brings in so many other feelings. And I think that... So sorry. I just had so much to eat very quickly. And I think I burped. (laughs) But... um, (laughs) I love that you're human, Trini. That's just great. Welcome to the surface. (laughs) You didn't smell my fart earlier, I tell you. Um, But um, Windy Pop, my partner would hate me saying the word fart, Windy Pop. So I think that if you are, you know, 
when I split with my, I'd had of sixteen years we were together. Probably mm. I had ten really good years, yeah. and I had six really bad years. Right. So by the time I decided we should end um, the marriage, I was over it, and mm. he wasn't ready to be over it. We were both very much over it as well. Okay. Both of us. Both. Well, that's yeah. kind of that's great because you're both moving yeah. forward at the same time. So. Johnny didn't have that feeling exactly. Mm. And he kind of thought for a few years, well, it will work itself out. And he wasn't that well. So, right. uh, and, and so it wasn't easy for him to work things out. So there were periods in that time when I was full on mum and dad already. Wow. Yeah. And then when he was well again, there were periods when I went because I suddenly, a lot of work dried up in England mm. and I only had my foreign shows. So I traveled, like you travel tremendously for your shows, but I would travel, get on a plane on Monday. You know this so well, Caroline. Come back on a Friday. That's really and hard. see my kids for That's nine months. Really Really hard. Yeah. And then Johnny would be there. Especially Wednesday when you've had the change. I mean, because yeah. you already feel a huge amount of guilt anyway. And then yes, and to then have to go too. to work full on yeah. to support yourself and your life and everything yeah, else you're exactly. doing. Yeah. It's so much pressure. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you're the most brilliant well, example of somebody who well, will it's completely thrive from it. It's come through. And yeah. I think that in that, um, you know, if I think of what has given me the drive and the the not just drive it's a that's a, that does that yeah and a hunger optimism and it's a hunger so yeah. you know mm. when uh johnny died i was in a really tricky situation i'd started trini london as a you know I'd, i got an initial investment a mm -hmm. seis I'd, i raised mm -hmm. an seis 150,000. i'd spent quite a lot of that i then you know, was not earning any money. So I sold 50% of my clothes, which also I'd worn when I was really thin. And so I didn't want to wear them anymore anyway. Yeah. Um, but I needed, you know, and that gave me £60,000, which then lasted me another year. Mm -hmm. So then I could keep it going until I got the prototypes in, I got the research in, I got the beginning of a sense wow. of the proposition. And then I went out and raised two and a half million. And, and I, I got, I did that raise. It took me six months, but I did that raise. Wow. That is Unbelievable, Trilly. That is absolutely yeah. amazing. And I love that you've been on the journey that lots of yeah. women go on and yeah. you're very honest about it because, you know, you, from all intents and purposes, you arrive, you look amazing, you look glamorous, everything looks so <laughs> together to, and, and you're smiling and you look very much together, but you've been on a journey and I think that makes you so much more real and connectable and you know just but I think easy. anyone that we relate to we're yeah, three women who've had a life we've mm. been through experiences and we share them openly and honestly with other women and I think that's a key because there's so much noise in where we get information and advice mm -hmm. from nowadays and some of it is just I I, I do bump into people and I think you're not qualified you know, but it's it's my judging of their qualification. So mm. what do I judge as a qualification? I judge experience, mm -hmm. passion for something Absolutely. that's not just driven by money. Yeah. And um, a real knowledge. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you've got to and have that And also what I think most, you know, a lot of people get wrong, especially back when we started out in the world working, yeah. was if you didn't have the right qualifications, you weren't going to get the job. Whereas now I think if you're hungry, you work hard, you actually yeah. do it. On your own, without all the backing and all the support, mm. you will get yeah. to the end goal if you mm. keep at it. And that's such an important message to give people. Yeah. You know, if you can't afford to go to the best university or yeah. the best this or yeah. the best that, you can still do it if you're but passionate also, about it. If you're not the kind of person who should. Like, I look at mm. Lila and I think, you know, she has a dream at the moment to do Parsons in New York. I don't know if I'm going to want to afford the amount of money it would cost mm. for me to put her through that. I kind of set aside, I sold my house 
So I don't have any assets to my name. So in a way, my house is my business, you know, in terms mm. that we look at, a lot of people look at the house as the asset they have. They mm -hmm. might have other assets or they might earn a salary. But, you know, we kind of feel that even though we can't spend it, we mm. feel it's our growth. Yeah. And so selling a house was a tricky thing, but I needed to let go when you're building a business, you want to let go of any thing that will give you tremendous stress outside mm. of what you're trying to build and and trying to pay the mortgage and juggle a big house was mm. really tricky mm. so selling that house unshackling and, yourself and unshackling yeah. yourself and i'm not worried freedom. that i got a small profit in it just feeling i had a little bit in mm. the bank i don't have enough to buy another house i live with my partner i didn't go live with my partner because i'd sold the house mm. i kind mm. of made the decision before i sold the house and rented it out for a couple mm. of years so all those emotional and physical and monetary things worked out yeah and you know when in three years time the business might be at a place where I could take some money out that's when I can then buy a property mm. yeah. I don't need to feel I'm 55 do I need to own a property you know I think to myself if something happened tomorrow and Lila and I were on our own I'll go rent somewhere and it would be fine yeah. you know it's like yeah. if something happened untoward I'd be fine there's something very but it's amazing because it as well yeah yeah I'm not feeling that dependency because I think yeah. we can put ourselves in a hole yeah and you know I had to really change my lifestyle I used to be extravagant because I was earning a lot of money and I yeah. had a very big salary and then it went to 120th of what I was earning yeah. so then I had the overhead of that big salary mm -hmm. and I had to then yeah everything yeah. yeah and I think a lot of women go through this as well when they have their children you know you yeah, give up everything your, they give up yeah your life and you know when you get married I had a flat and I gave that up and I put it into the house and then yeah. I gave up my big job and I became a mom and yeah. then suddenly you have to start all over again it's like oh god I don't own a house I don't have a job what am I gonna do yeah. but you're in that fight or flight mode and yeah. you just do it go for it yeah. and that's what's so yeah. refreshing about you is you can sit here smiling beaming and feeling really proud of what mm. you've achieved because you have achieved it you've done it you've yeah. started all over again and done it all but I and also think the moment that you have the courage to really go for it yeah there's there's a law of attraction which yeah. then all of a sudden yeah. helps you to That's have the success true. which then helps you to feel safe and yeah. more confident yeah. Yeah. which makes you yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it's yeah. amazing it does and, and I, all the little successes build you up to really go for it yeah, yeah they you do. know you keep winning yeah. and then you think right I'm not stopping here mm. I'm really gonna go for it but I remember Trini when we were sitting um, at wonderful Scots gosh three four maybe yeah. Yeah. years ago. Yeah. And you were you were you were showing me your little samples, and today I've just received the most beautiful gift box with the most exquisite packaging of lots of different products, varying from foundation to eye cream to eyeshadows and lip glosses that can also be used for the cheek or for the lips, and everything you can like attach them so that you end up having a sausage with. Two, three, a four, four, yeah, a stack, a, so a stack of these incredible products. But mm -hmm. I want to ask you, because we've got a lot of women out there who are extremely entrepreneurial and have lots of incredible ideas and, and you know, as is often the case, lack the courage to just, you know, go for it. And you came from a very successful business. I mean, I remember when your TV show, Trini and Susanna, was, you know, it was the, it was watched by everybody. It was absolutely wonderful. This, I wasn't in that place. So I'd had that, I think my um, career has gone in sort of 10-year cycles. So I had 10 yeah. years of, of, you know, column and, and building up things, 10 years of TV, mm -hmm. you know, five years of foreign shows. Yeah. And then this hopefully will be 30 years. But 
I think that in, when I was at the place of it, I had the idea for about two years. I want to know exactly when did that idea come? Where were you sitting? What happened? And what made you think that you were going to go and do makeup? Embark, it was, okay. embark not fashion. only, yeah, but also, you know, that it is an industry that is teeming with competition. So brutal mm. and so many yeah. big competitors. Like how, how, how? Well, the first, probably the first thought I had was what I used to do. So I think any idea that you have really in order to feel the tremendous passion and drive behind that idea, you have to want it in your life yourself it's, if it's a product. So mm-hmm. I was, you know, doing this Monday to Friday traveling. I sometimes want to do hand luggage, which is nearly impossible because you'll do outfits for each show, but I just, I wanted to pair myself mm. down. So, and with my, always with my makeup, I would mix. Like I would take a Bobbi Brown foundation with something from somewhere else and something from somebody else in mm-hmm. three different colors and I'd make a consistency and a color I loved. Yeah, and I that's so true. That. And yeah. then in a lip to cheek, I'd mix a lip and I'd mix a cheek, I'd mix a lip gloss with a powder. I'd just literally be like an alchemist in my bathroom. So but this yeah. is hysterical, but I do the same. Yeah, I but, do but the same. But that's what we always yeah. do. Yeah. And it's like, because we don't find the perfect thing out there. So, yeah. so I then put them all together and I put them in these little Muji pots and I'd carry it around before you even I thought, let me commercialize this. And I'd be in a bathroom and somebody would say, what's that? And I'll go, this is my makeup bag. And they'll go, where can I buy it? Mm. And I'll go, fuck. <laughs> you know, it's like that feeling mm-hmm. of, oh my God, I got to do this for yeah. before things. So then I was thinking of doing an idea with my sister and we started doing research on it. And I love my sister dearly, but a, a month into it, I was thinking, this is difficult. You know, doing something mm. with a sibling can be fantastic, yeah. but it can be really difficult. And so I thought, mm, you know, do, do I see the balance working well? And I had this idea in my head, but I think I was mm. too scared. Yeah. And my sister really wanted this other idea. And I was thinking I need to just not travel so much. So it sort of evolved. And I remember I was sitting down with two people who helped me change my mind. One of them was my daughter's godfather, who's in finance. And he just said to me, where are you at? What are you doing? I told him about the idea I was doing with my sister. I said, I've also got this other thing. And, and as he left, after we chatted through everything, he said, why aren't you doing the other idea? Okay, that's wow. nice. just, just, yeah. just let, think about it. Because mm. if you did the other idea, I'd invest in you too. <gasps> oh my gosh, that's amazing. So then, James. That is a work. very positive, yeah. good yeah. push. That's a good thing. And, yeah. then, and yeah. he didn't know about makeup, but he knows me and he knew my drive. Yeah. So then the other woman was a woman who's very new school friend, mm. you know, the kind of person that we have our friendships from school who we love. And then we have mm. our friends from, you know, our daughters or sons being at school, mm. which are different kinds of friendships. They're more, yeah. they're more respectful mm. in a weird mm. way because you haven't. You haven't got that kind of... They don't know know the ins and outs. You don't have the history. (laughs) You don't have the history, so you are politer. But anyway, anyway, Jane is the kind of upfront. She's the head of beauty at Mintel, which is a big research company. And she, I was just talking to her about it and saying, you know, this is on the kitchen table. Just had it out. You know, taking it from inside your head to on the kitchen table, metaphorically speaking or physically, is the hardest bit of any idea you have. But anyway, I had it on the kitchen table, physically and metaphorically, and I was chatting it through. And then she called me up the next day. She said, Trini, I've done... No, she came back a week later to Trini. I've done, I've gone off to the Mintel database and of the next, the, the next trend, the next five trends for the next five years, you're doing three of them in this product. <gasps> wow. You have to do it. You yeah. have to do it because you're kind of predicting where makeup is going three years before anyone else yeah. is. Just do it. There's nothing else like it. I want to know what those three trends were. They were personalization, portability and cream-based products. 
wow. the triangle of my and brand. And actually, that's really a things. good point. Is cream based is mm. now everybody mm. wants to be glowing, but yeah. back in the day, we all wanted all, a powder. Yeah, but also. Yeah. The portability of queen bases. The portability, you don't need your brushes yeah. and whatever, and you just use. So it. So everything's with your fingers. Everything. I mean, I was lucky enough yeah. to receive a gorgeous package a couple yeah. of weeks ago, and I've done a few makeup tutorials already yeah, with it. But it's so easy to mm. use, and this is, you know, as a busy working mum, we just, don't have time in the morning. Yeah. We have a quick shower. Mm. Stick on yeah, our clothes, and exactly. we just want to take the edge off looking horrendous mm. as you leave the house. Yeah. So, a bit of you know, sometimes just a bit of blusher and a bit of lipstick yeah. is all you need. Um, but I'm loving this bronzer that you've just I shown know, us. Going, I mean, that is unreal. I just so, if you like tanning, Trini's got this um cream pot which is dark, dark brown, yeah. and you can just put it in your T zone area yeah, anywhere where the sun hits, where basically you have less fat between yourself and the sun so where yeah. you naturally get turned is the boniest part of your face okay and that's where you should always emulate bronzer amazing I think the issue people do with bronze they get a bronzing brush yes and, and stick it that, everywhere they flatten the corners yeah. of their face and i i feel you know when you said why did i have the idea the idea was born out of this you know wanting to have great products mm -hmm. and wanting to have this portability but also um a thing that i now um respect whereas i i was not dismissive of it i just you know, when you, we all three have um, a skill in something that we've learned over years of experience in something. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you don't give that the due credit, credit, credence yeah. that you mm -hmm. should, or, you know, the due, whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, I have made over women since I was 20, since I was five at my, mm -hmm. no, six and a half at my boarding school, but since I was professionally, since I was 25. Mm -hmm. So for 30 years, I've made over women. And I have 5,000 women's voice in my head about, this is what I find difficult about yep. makeup. This is what yep. I find difficult about hair. This is what I find difficult about this. So when I was thinking about what it should be, I wanted I wanted that confusion at the makeup counter mm. to disappear, which is why I thought, can I somehow come up with a system where you could put in, this is my skin, this is my hair, this is my eye, and we say, hi, Sophie, yeah. this is what you suit. So yeah. of the 300 products you see at Tilbury or Bobby Brown or whatever, mm. these 20 you suit. Yeah. So that's what I needed to do with the range yeah. is to make that personalization because also... There's some basic stats, and I always like to break a stat. Mm -hmm. So there's a stat in England that 83% of women buy their makeup in store. So that right. leaves a 17% audience for me for online makeup, yeah. of which 70% of that is girls under 25. Yeah. So it leaves a very small amount. Now I have, in a year and a half, 45,000 customers. Amazing. So proportionally, already I'm hitting the top yeah. of that, which tells me that what I would set out to do is to successfully convert women who never before bought makeup online to trust yeah. in me and in Trini London to then think they can do it. And yeah. that's the journey. That's why, in a way, in my Instagram, I never, you know, my Instagram is not my commercialization of my business. So I right. don't need to make money on my Instagram. Yeah. It's not my business. Yeah. So women where it's their business, I fully respect. So what do you use your Instagram for? For sharing, for teaching? Well, it's for... like, it means... Every single post comes mm. from, I love it, I hate it, I love it. It comes yeah, from yeah. a total freedom yeah. um, to do that. And I think there's influences I follow where they still only pick things they love. You only pick things you love. Mm. You know, there's a commercialization on elements mm. of it. Mm. But you still, you'd only choose something if you really love it. Yeah, yeah. And that has an authenticity about it. Yeah. So because I talk to them about everything and yeah. I give them I have this thing called the Trini tribe and there's thousands of women around the world who join this Trini tribe right. on Facebook and Instagram so what they appreciate is they are advocates they're my sort of 
army of women who've bought into my attitude towards mm. ourselves, our bodies, mm-hmm. what we put on our face, what we how mm. we dress. Every day I'll try and give them advice and tips and hints on So many you're very hands-on with everybody. Yeah. You respond free. to... Yeah, free. that's amazing. And I'll have like a, you know, I might have 500 comments. Yeah. Well, through social, because through social we've got a million followers in total, and there might be... Uh, 1,500 comments. We yeah. answer every single comment. Gosh. Okay. So we have a team of six people in social media, That's but amazing. I do all my own. So every day I might have yeah. one to 600 comments. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Every single one. Yeah. And I don't know how long I can keep that up. But in a way, because they know the energy that I put in yeah. to trying to help them, if they buy the makeup and they love it, they feel not a duty because that sounds like it's a weight, but they feel a tremendous ability to say, let me tell you how great Trinity Lund's product is. Yeah, because they, yeah. they know that I'm getting up early for them. I'm showing them the Zara mm. sale one day. I'm showing them a skincare product mm. I like or don't like. And there's this yin and yang. Mm-hmm. And I think there is like, when you were talking about bigger universe things, which can be a bit mystical and, oh, should we go to the secret mm-hmm. and the garden mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But there is that little balance in the universe. And I really like all this, um, you know, open sharing with each other. You know, people aren't afraid to say, you know what, I have a bit of Botox. I don't, Mm. you know, I wear Mm. a bit of lipstick when I go to the gym because I don't want to look absolutely hideous or I wear Spanx or whatever it is. And we are happy to share treatments, makeup, clothes, whatever it is, Mm. what works, what doesn't work. And I think that's so different to the way it used to be. I mean, certainly for my parents' generation, you weren't allowed to say these things out loud. We never, we know, we we looked, we came out and we pretended everything was old. You know, I even remember doing it to my husband when we got married. This is very English. Oh no, that old thing has been in the wardrobe for years. And the bags would be hidden under the stairs and never to be spoken Mm. of. You know, because we were ashamed for, for, for these well, things. Like and now the we celebrate sort of embarrassment them. embarrassment of, I don't want to look like I've tried too hard to get this. <laughs> yes, you know, and that's very interesting. It's like, when I look at, I, you will find this interesting, and I, I want to see where Scandinavian women stand, but I always like to compare the relationship of mothers and daughters with French mothers and daughters, mm-hmm. American mothers and daughters, Italian mothers and daughters, and British mothers and daughters. Mm-hmm. So I think as British girls, we take the least advice from our mothers of any of those four countries we want to explore for ourselves yeah which we in a way generally kind of rebel against absolutely our moms. so yeah. that's our thing yeah and therefore we are the most exploratory but we can do the most brilliant or the most terrible thing yeah. okay so we can be the worst dressed but the most cool eccentric every fashion designer looks to the cool eccentric british woman to get inspiration mm-hmm. you know if we mm-hmm. look at the sort of daphne guinnesses and we look at the mm. amanda harlitches and all that kind of lot then you have the italians and it's kind of, they they give their daughters the language of coquettism, mm. the ability to be never being a threat to a man, but being a strong woman. You know, they give this kind of, I think they give a language more yeah. than anything. The French women, everything is a secret. My secret anti-cellulite, my secret yes, lipstick, yeah, yeah. my secret, really secret, 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 okay? Yes, Everything's it is secret, really interesting. And therefore, they're secretive. Yeah. Yeah. Generally, I mean, art Brits to French women, yeah. so you, you, you know, come on, French cousins, be more open about everything. Yeah. Don't, like, make us feel bad about ourselves because <laughs> yeah. you're not saying that actually you do all these things to do it. And that also pervades in during the day, you know, in any French cop show, in any, you walk down the street, it would yeah. actually be a bit of red lip or a mascara, but never a full face. Yeah. And then yeah. in America, it's like, that's a manicurist you're going to go to, your dermatologist you'll go to at yeah, eight, yeah, yeah. and your um, facialist you'll go to at 15. Yeah. So I'm going to give you the... I'm going to give you the equipment to create your own existence, yeah. Yeah. but I'm going to tell you this is the yeah. expert you should go to. Yeah. I might also tell you you should go to great 
J. Crew for your pinstripe shirt, mm. and you should go to at you know yeah. Erez for your swimsuit. But it's like the French one would just say, "You're going to Erez, but you pretend to people it's our own." You know, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's yeah. very interesting, and yeah. then I think Scandinavia. I'm interested to know Scandi. Well, I think meanwhile the Scandies, I find having now lived here for 25 years. I think the Scandies, both the Danes and the Swedes and the Norwegians for that matter, we remain quite earthly, organic for yeah, a long yeah, time. You yeah. know, um, hair, non-done, yeah, no but, makeup and flip-flops. You know, nice flip-flops. I think I went, I, I think I went to have highlights put into my hair the first time when I was about 38. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, my father was absolutely appalled that I would, you know, consider doing such a thing yeah. because I was used to my hair being very light. Yeah. I've never really worn makeup. You know, we yeah. walk around in barefoot. We swim in the sea. Yeah. We ride on our bicycles. It's We're very earthly uh, in yeah, a lot of ways. Um, but you are naturally very beautiful, which helps. Oh, darling, that's so sweet. I think I think sort of wafy and, you know. The thing is, they haven't had people conquer them for a long time yeah that's the thing and when you've been conquered or you go and conquer you just create all these wonderful different skin tones and yes. colors and marriages and everything whereas the scandies have been you know the vikings yeah. came out and yeah. did the bit us, yeah. but you know they definitely married their own um yeah. so so they've kept that um that look and that feeling yeah. that attitude much much stronger yeah but you know Trini, now that i'm moving back to denmark it is quite interesting because you know something as simple as going to get a manicure yeah you know you've you You've got to search quite a number of streets before you actually find a place that does it. So as a result of mm. us having been so earthly and organic and natural for a long, long time, it just also means that, you know, when you're in Denmark to find a really good manicure and a brilliant hairdresser, but they absolutely are there. And when they are really the good, they're lifting? absolutely you brilliant. That? But, you know, <laughs> it's very different. On the bicycle <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I think, I mean, I have so many Norwegian and Swedish friends and they're just so fit as women. And, yeah. and we did a show in Norway and Sweden and we did it on sort of celebrities. And what was really interesting is the celebrities in those countries were sports stars. Yeah. You know, the, the Langlop champion and the, you know, and they mm. really were respected women because yeah. they just excelled. Well, you were saying their body this the And, and yeah. that's you what's really respected. You go swimming before school in the sea. Well, you know, I mean, in you know. in the summer months, I would say starting, uh, you know, May, June, July, August, September, you will find the beaches from 5, 5.30 in the morning, people really start to swim. June, July, August, they are there pretty much all day long. And children start school at 8, but the majority of children finish school by one thirty, two o'clock, and they are oh, in the sea. And then the other thing is, Alexander, I spoke to my son last night. Mm. And it was 10.30 in Denmark and it was so much lighter than it was here at 9.30. So we have these very long light, long mm, nights mm, yeah. with the most incredible light. Very long days. Very long days. days. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I meant. Mm. And we're surrounded by water. You know, yeah. Denmark is hundreds of little... We celebrate midsummer like the Swedes. Absolutely. I want, to, I want to have that bouquet. I was looking at I know the, you're going to have to um, do a party. Yeah. Next year, girls, you, you will you. both be invited yeah, for Midsummer's Night. I do. Yeah. I mean, I loved it. I'd filmed twice in Norway when they had Midsommar and I just, I just wanted that crown immediately. <laughs> Darling, did you not, did you ever watch our TV show, Ladies of London? Because I did the, the Midsummer on the show. Do you we remember did, it? But we God. did, we did it in some dodgy place and oh, we the, did it on, on the King, <laughs> we did it on King Henry VIII's island where all of his certain was people was it called Coney Island Coney Island was it not Coney Island but it's down there by oh, the by really east. it was the island where where <laughs> a lot of the people were sent that were a bit naughty 
Yeah. Naughty, wi- they, naughty they wives like or naughty... I tell you, it's in the Thames estuary going out yeah. east. Yeah, yeah. I, I know this. It's it's I bought holy water with me. Yeah, it might yeah. not be um, at Coney Island because that's... Uh, but I think it's all near yeah. there. It was, and it one was part so of it's actually very pretty. And yeah, it, it sand, was very pretty, but we were but surrounded it, by... Uh, by fish by, and chip shops. No, by, oh. by motorboats with drunk guys drinking oh. beer going, all right, love... As we're oh, trying you mean to, you were trying to recreate we, we the archipelagos. To, yeah, it was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Okay. So we were on a beautiful God. little island, which yeah. was decorated did you with enjoy flowers. Doing that show? It was hysterical. You did. How long it, did you it, it came for? at a great time for me. We did it for two years each. Yeah, it came at a time. I, I just separated from my husband, yeah. so it was that real moment of crap. I'm on my own. What yeah. am I going to do? And I said to the producers, I can't do the show because my husband's left. Yeah. And they went, what do you mean? That is exactly what we want to hear. Yeah. It's more interesting, but it was terrifying. Yeah. I know. Because, it's you know, tragic, you just yeah. don't know how it's going to come across. So I just thought, you know what? I'm going to be myself. I'm going to make the most of it. And actually, it was like having daily therapy because yeah. I was surrounded by people all the time. And so I've got to say, I've got to say me. that it was very, I mean, watching it, I didn't even watch every single episode, but it is very true to character. And although they can make the meaning of certain situations Mm. very different than they are in reality, I think that we as people come across exactly as we are in real life. Yeah. Although we may at times get provocated out into certain situations, but I think it's pretty true. It depends how a friend of mine does a New York show. Oh, really? Um, Oh, which one? Dorinda. Oh, I love Dorinda. And she... I, I loved it. That's like savage, though, that show. But it's ju- it is savage, and I had never watched it. And then I I put her up on my Instagram because she came in New York to an opening that we did for Trinity London, and there was a mixture of comments. But it was a mm. day that she'd done something quite tough on the show, and there were like all these. I I usually oh, yeah, on brutal. my channel, mm. you know, nobody leaves mean comments. It's just fantastic. Mm. Mm. And there were just a few kind of very direct. How could you have, you know? And I was like. Dorinda, what did you do? And she said, well, Trini, I just had to, you know. And she's a very, she's a really great woman. But I think that, you know, I've done very briefly American shows on TLC and I did Oprah less so, but but the edit is very like this and it's grabbing. And in England, when you watch TV, they allow it to breathe and to get Well, ours is actually done by a US TV company. But I'm sure it breathes a little bit more than the New York three seconds, next scene, three seconds, you know. No, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, I would not want to do Would you do it again? I would do the show again, but I wouldn't do... Were they going to do another season or not? Don't know. Possibly. Yeah. It's um yeah. It's out there right now. So we're just gonna just yeah. wait and see. But um the New York one is you know, the women on it are so tough yeah, and yeah. it's you know, they they go in for the jugular. Yeah. We would never rip each other down, you know. I think English girls, yeah. we kind of want to support each I mean, I know there's a lot of people that don't. But there are but we do. will support each but other. But I also think the world has changed. I think there definitely was an era for kind of that drama, unkindness, brutality, which to me it felt like it was for a while. Mm. I think I think in the same way that people are now being more open about what they're doing in terms of their beauty and their diets and God knows what mm. else, I think the world is changing. And I think people are becoming more and more conscious of the importance of actually not only being kind to our planet, mm. but actually also being kind to each other. And I think mm. that people yeah, find that the more that they they go into this, they mm. put the kind hat on. Yeah. Um, it's extremely empowering yeah. and it makes you feel good and Actually, it makes everyone else feel good. And yeah, I, I think we're going into a new wave. I agree with you. And, and funny a new enough, trend. I was talking to a girlfriend of mine who's just started her new brand, which is an amazing brand and she'll do really well from it. But she said, I'd never 
appreciated how much support you need from your friends yeah. and your network. Yeah. And she said, now I know I will be going to every single yeah, pop-up yeah, event. When you, when it's you only when you're in it that you, you realise how yeah, crucial those times are. I did a tiny little, it wasn't a main party or anything, but like when I launched Trinity Island, I just invited my friends and they were all going to turn up because they knew... They knew I'd had a really mm. tough path to get there, so I had tremendous support. And then I did a tiny little thing on Monday night where I just had people to our new office because mm. it's kind of a fun office off the King's Road, Five Jubilee Place if you want to make over. Mm. And it's um, and I invite a few people and, like, my good, really old friends, they would come to mm, everything. Mm, mm, mm. And there were these two women who I knew quite recently. I'm not going to name names, but they are <laughs> sort of influencers. Right. And um, at the last minute, they both cancelled without any good reason okay. and without that history where if it's a good friend cancelling, she'll say, look, mm. like Susanna called up and said, look, Esme has been called into Benedon about a bullying thing. I have to go down to school. Mm-hmm. Fine, Susanna, really. Yeah. You know, and, and so I just thought to myself, at the moment, they're just influenced. They don't have something that they, that selling. they own and mm. they're selling. But when they do they'll appreciate yeah. the fact that they... And so I do make an effort now that whenever I... I, I go far more to people who are starting a business and because I mm. generally go out literally one day a week and that's with Charles for lunch yeah. on a Saturday because at the moment I do not go out. Mm. And then I never ever go to a party. Yeah. Um, and I very rarely go to a dinner party and I'll only go if I know it's a sit-down dinner. Yeah. I don't have time in my life today to go and I, stand I, at a I hear party, you. So I just I hate absolutely it. hear you. And it's a pain for dating because I have no energy to date. So I'm yeah, never going to meet thinking, anybody. You want to meet him at a gorgeous sit-down dinner organised by friends because yeah. this yeah. whole hoo-ha of, I mean, even the serpentine that was going on the other day and everyone's like, oh my God, are you going, are you going, are you going? And I've got to the point where I, I like you, Trini, I couldn't think of anything I'd like to do less. Yeah. I like small, intimate mm. companies yeah. where you With actually get to talk yeah. to people. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I go home feeling as if I've been enriched. Exactly. I find that standing exactly. up at these social events, it's you're, you're trying to make conversation for the hell of making conversation. Mm. There's no real depth. And I, and I, to be honest with you, I'd far prefer to be in bed with a good book or mm. snuggling with my kids. Or, or a good man. Yeah, or working for that matter. <laughs> yeah. 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 So but it's yeah, like, I, your yeah, priorities hey. change at different yeah. stages. And I yeah. think we're yeah. all at a slightly moved on stage or an evolved stage. Yeah. But, mm. but just going back to that thing, I think it's really important to, to think from the other perspective. So if you have girlfriends and, and they are doing things and they're starting something, I know how difficult it is yeah. to start something. And I know that when you, you know, in that time from when I ran out of money and I then sold lots of my clothes and I hadn't yet got one of the funds committing mm. and I would go to investor meeting after investor meeting and I'd be presented by eight men on a committee who'd all say no because they just didn't get it. Mm. They said, can you just be the tech side or can you just be the product side? I can't see why you should do the two together. Yeah. And I'm sitting there on the other side of the table saying, because I know that's what women want. And they're going, how do you know? And I'm going, I just know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's not, you know. And then I remember sitting in front of Unilever Ventures, who ended up being one of the investors, and, and they said, what's your target market? And I said, it's, it's about an attitude, not an mm. age. So it's mm. like, I want to say... Oh, that's a really good you know, way of looking yeah. at it. And actually. I want to say, yes. I'm like the iPhone yeah. of makeup. That Because it's so uh, hard Apple to put an age on yeah. things. And yeah. I hate putting ages on things yeah. because I think... People, we begin to. We are pretty ageless to judge now. People. So it's yeah. the agelessness I, I really mm. like. So, so he then, instead of other people saying you have to have a, a target, I said, you know, I really feel that it will be distributed equally through the ages. So one mm. of my favourite things when I went back for my second round and they reinvested as well mm. on the on the on the Series A, and I said, Olivier, here are the stats, and I had like nine percent, no, six percent of our audience was eighteen to twenty-four. 
23% of our audience is 24 to 34. 23% of our audience is 34 to 44. 23% of our audience is 44 to 54. Wow. And 6% of our audience is 54 to 64 mm. or, and above. So it was just like mm. when you really feel something and you really tell the story, because when I'm an older woman telling a story, how do I tell that story to a girl in her 20s? How do I mm. say to her, you know, you grew up when a lot of girls around you were being influenced by people to put on a ton of bass yeah, and, yeah. and really f- put that full look on. Yeah. And I want to suggest to you that you should strip it back down. Mm-hmm. And you've got so used to that mask because maybe in your teens you had acne and you covered it and you felt insecure and mm. it gave you that security. You're in your 20s now, your skin is better and you're still doing it. How can I tell you? Yeah. The more skin you show, the more fabulous you will look, the more energy your face will have. I don't want to say the more beautiful you'll be because I think beauty is such a misused word. Mm. And I think when I look in the mirror, I just want to feel... Good about I yourself. feel good about myself yeah, and confident. I want people to not yeah. come up and go, Trini, you look so tired, yeah. but to come up and say, Trini, you look so well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. things must be great. You yeah. know, I want every girl yeah. in her 20s, the people go up and say, you look so well yeah. and you're yeah. drawn to people yeah. who look well. I'm not mm. drawn to people who have five inches of makeup on I, because I feel And I bet you get a lot there? of comments about that on your Instagram. Yeah. I get so much feedback from men saying I wish you'd show my wife I mean sorry all the wives out there who have husbands for me it's really (laughs) odd that's a whole other story (laughs) that the husbands are actually but the husband's like please tell the wife not to pile on the foundation because there was an era of people really piling on the makeup the eyes and you go out and you look like a completely different person Mm. now when you go home with that person you must be quite shocked when they take all their makeup off. I mean, you know, it's not, yeah. it's not, I don't think it's a very nice, think, healthy, yeah. glowing look. Uh, but I think there's a balance between, <clears throat> ultimately, I probably do 70% of what I do for me. Yeah. And I do 30% of what I do for the people around me. Yeah. So, you know, if I'm going to Lila's school, would I dress in sequins? I probably would, actually, I wouldn't care. But I just, <laughs> I wouldn't want her to be embarrassed by me. Yeah. But generally she wouldn't, because I'm a kind of okay mum to take to school. Um, <laughs> with Charles, you know, I came in the other day and I just put this kind of broadly anglaise dress on for an Instagram and a hat and a bright lip. Yeah. And, you know, everyone on Instagram loved it, but I hadn't put the post up. And then I went home and he went what is that on your lip? And I go, it's one of our best-selling colours in red. And he goes, so doesn't suit you. Oh. And I was like, maybe think, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's and not then, what you want to But through the day, I thought, I love this lip, yeah. but I feel if I wear this lip, what I'm doing around is very severe. Yeah. And Charles has weirdly seen me at that lip with my hair all down mm. and no other makeup on. And he said to me, that's a great point. Yeah, lip. yeah. And it was the context of how I wore it. Yeah. So... Well, if I was going out for dinner with Charles, would I not wear that lip again? No, but would I wear it in a way that he'd say, I love that? Yeah. yeah. I never usually like a red lip. You want to get the Scandi vibe going with the red. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> where they have no Less other is more. Just yeah, it. yeah. So, Tony, how big is the collection now? And exactly what does it comprise of? And how do... How do you how buy it? it? Yeah, no, how do you go Yeah, on, but yeah. also how, how, um, how easy is it for someone to go online... And um, decide what is the right, uh, what are the right colors for her? I mean, your foundation, your BFF is yeah. extraordinary because that obviously um, links. Well, it obviously mm. becomes yeah. the color of your skin straight away. But how easy is it to select everything okay. else? So I can only give you stats. So of when you look at makeup brands, online makeup brands, you look at something called a churn. And a churn is what proportion people come back again. So Glossier, I think, probably has quite a high churn. Mm-hmm. That there's a huge market, but they might go in and you know there's a there's a um, consistency in the market. But so our churn is very low. So we have people who come in and they 
buy, we thought, like in that first little business thing, with the, they'll buy two things and then and they might come in and What price point are we looking They're at? They're like from 16 to 35 So you can afford to yeah, try a little pot, sample it around. Yeah, and, but dip, depending yeah. on the formula. So yeah. our BFF is 35 pounds, it's in a okay. tube, but it comes with a little teapot. So you put a pumps in a week's supply and you put it on your stack. Because everything clever. must feel, you can take it everywhere. Right. So with it, what we discovered, like the first year... We did a third again of what we thought we'd do financially. Yep. And we ended up, at the end of that year, we'd shipped to 44 countries. Wow. Um, and we had like 10% America, 10% Australia. Amazing. So really interesting reach. Yeah. And that women were buying an average of £80 of product. Mm. And we thought they'd buy an average of £40 of product. Because I think they but came to £80, buy, you can get a few pots, You can get like great. a whole So you can do your whole set. face. Yeah. yeah. But... Um, I think match to me worked tremendously well for women who thought, I know my hair color is brown. Yeah. I know my eyes are green. And then on the skin, you go along and, and you can watch a video of somebody talking about their skin, how mm -hmm. it behaves in the sun, whether it's sensitive. And, and you think, okay, that's me. Mm -hmm. um, but then I, there was going to be an element of women who didn't get that. So we started mm -hmm. something called the Trini Tribe Model. So on the site, which I love the most, and it's a big other part of what I really believe in strongly, is we have 88 women Mm -hmm. And they go from age 16 to 86. Mm -hmm. And you can sort them out by skin tone, by hair color, mm -hmm. by eye color. And okay. they have five different looks on. And this is a website. Oh, wow. this, this is on Trini London. This is on Trini London. So you can look okay. at the Trini Tribe models okay. and just, they'll all come up, these women. Yeah. So you could look, if you're in your 70s, you... You know, if you're 80, you can get inspiration. You might look at the 80 year old woman. Yeah. If you're 20, you can look at Anna, who's 18. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, if you're my age, you might want to look at Alex, who's 45, because you don't yeah. necessarily think, am I convinced that a 20 year old, I've been sold that all my life, yeah. that an 18 year old girl has sold me a foundation and I'm getting 30, 40, 50, 60. But do I really yeah. want to be that woman? And and do you so do you have like a, you start with your base, which is your BFF cream? So that's yeah. what you always start with. I feel every woman, everybody should have yeah, that. That's my biggest selling product. And then you um, build up on yeah, the layers on top. On so your, depending on what you, you want know, to if wear. If you have ac rosacea or acne, you put just a touch, which is a foundation which really covers. But and that comes in the little pot as little well. Pot. Okay. And then you have a lip and cheek shades. Mm -hmm. You have lip shades. You have so you cheek can do this. Shades, you can take one pot for your lip. One. And the same pot you can use, use on lip your and cheeks. cheeks. So I have a lot yeah. of things which are a lip and cheek combo. That's really good. And then some of the dark shades on lip and cheek, I put on my eye. Yeah. Because they very are multitasking. So I might mm. take six things which can do 12 things on my face. Yeah. So you can go from day to night yeah, and you can refresh yeah. throughout the day just carrying yeah, around exactly. your little tiny yeah. pots. It's actually mm. a brilliant idea. And for so, travelling. For travelling. So we've got no this year, it's, yeah. uh, so we're now at about, we have about 90 SKUs. And then wow. we're going to start skincare next September. Amazing. This is so exciting. Wow. Now being a very organic uh, Scandi, my next question to you is, oh yes, how clean are your products? So it's really interesting, the clean question, because there's, when I very first started this brand, there was like, you do a survey and there would be the, the aspiration to buy clean things and the reality of what you actually mm. bought. And there was a big you know, in Scandinavia, if you ask that question, it's a far smaller divide because those people who say, I want to be really clean, will only buy really clean. Mm. Whereas there was a feeling three or four years ago, of, I want to feel there's not bad things in there, but if I love this product, would I not buy it because yeah. of that? So, mm. so as I was developing it, I thought I want to use ingredients because every ingredient, even if it's a natural ingredient, is a chemical reaction that creates something. You know, they're all chemicals, mm. but, you know, samphorous, they're also... 
We're paraben-free, we're vegan, 90% of our brands, we're cruelty-free, 100%. Um, we're a part of something called Positive Luxury, which mm -hmm. have a real, to be a part of that, to have the little butterfly stamp, you have to have an efficacy that you've, you know, have a transparency through the person who you buy your products from and yeah. then that factory, where they buy their raw materials from right. and what their efficacy is like. Okay. Because sometimes two away, yeah. you sound clean, but you're not yeah, that yeah. clean. Yeah. Or I'm... I'm you know, so positive luxury is about, you know, are you doing the best you can do within your category mm -hmm. to offer something which is is helping the environment or, you know, like packaging is a big thing. Yeah. Um, so our pots are all reusable. So we always mm -hmm. say, put your earrings in them, put your pills in them. Oh, that's a good idea. You know, don't yeah. feel when the pot is empty, you throw it away. You shouldn't. It's a beautiful pot. Yeah. And then... We're going to have a, like an opt-out. And can you refill your makeup mm. even or not? No, not yet. Because they have to be set. So okay. You, okay. If yeah. If you thought, okay, I'm going to buy that product again, you'd buy it again. Okay. Okay. But yeah. the thing is, I have like. And they must last for quite a long time, though. They last yeah. a year. A I year. Mean, that was the hardest That's thing for pretty me impressive. Is how long they last. It's mm. like, yeah. in a way, if they last six months, would I have sold more? But we we've, we sold five times what we thought we'd sell. So I'm unbelievable. Which is amazing. Because I was thinking, now that I'm moving to Denmark in 24 hours, um, I obviously have had to go through a lot of stuff. And I realized, you know, at the back of my cupboard, how many uh, various cosmetic things yeah. that might have been there since since I moved in. And I started thinking, I wonder what the shell life is of various products. And then I read an article about the fact that really, in all honesty, it is between six and 24 months, slightly depending on how many preserving chemicals are in the product yeah. so obviously the more organic and natural you go mm -hmm. the lesser of a sell by date so do you think trini as a you know as a as a thumb rule should you always be thinking if you haven't used up your product within 12 months bin it like i would say sun cream if you went on holiday and you left it in the sun and you go on another one nine months later bin it because the SPF yeah. is gone if you've left in the sun yeah. so I'd say that for sure and that's the thing people least think about because it sits in the sun and the chemicals yeah. just go I think mascara sense. as soon as it starts smelling you bin it and you know you get that slight odour because a lot of people with mascara they'll go in and they'll do this with the mascara yeah. brush to get the stuff out and what they're doing is pumping oxygen in there and right. it's oxidising inside quicker yeah. So with mascara, I'd say definitely six months maximum. I'd say anything yeah. over six months is smelling and you have a bad sense of smell and you should get rid of it. And especially if you've got a cold or anything like that, yeah. you should refresh it as well, shouldn't you? Because yes. they carry infections they do very, carry infections, very easily. Yeah. Very and that's true. the same with lip glosses. Yeah. Don't share yeah. them if you're not well. Yeah. And also when the perfume starts changing colour. <laughs> yes, that's true. I mean, yeah. when your vitamin C starts looking orange, <laughs> you know, all those things. But I, I think a rule of thumb is... Um, things can do up to 24 months because don't forget also you have to think where you bought it from yeah. because if you bought it from somebody who was a small company and they bought a little bit of stock and it took a long time to move they might have a much older batch so like the mm. shelf life of my products is I think 24 months after opening on some and 12 months after opening on others and I don't think only six months but I know how long it's been sitting on the manufacturer. So we've had a very high turnover of products. So, you know, if if I sold BFF really slowly, it might have had a year in the warehouse and then it's going to have two years after that. The thing is, I run out of BFF and there's wait lists all the time. So I never had mm. that issue. But there are some manufacturers who, they might say 24 months, but you don't know when it was made. Yeah. So you have to be a bit careful. Sure. Yeah. Um, if people go onto your um, website and they like a lot of the things, but they're thinking... Mm, I'm on a bit of a budget. I wish I could try it. 
uh, like when you go into Boots, you can try a certain of yeah. the Maybelline and yeah. L'Oreal products. Is there anywhere to try your products? There is. We sell at um, Fennec in Bond Street. We're always tying every week, we shan't tell me. We're either the first or she's the first. So so, I mean, she sells in 19 places in London, so it's a small triumph. But it just makes me feel happy because yeah. it's like, it's a very nice store and they don't have online. So in a way, it's a great proposition for us because I don't ever want somebody else to be selling us at the moment online. But yeah. I think this is super cool that there is actually a place where you can go try out and, Trini's and products. Fennec on Bond Street. So I'm going to pop go, down to the King's Road. Yeah, you go to the hello. King's Road. Yeah. So you go online, Trinity London, you go to yeah. visit us and you can book a 45-minute appointment or you can walk in to yeah. any of the locations in New York as well on 36 East 57th That's Street. brilliant. Um, but the idea is, what I love about booking an appointment, which is redeemable that's product, is you go in, you could be that 25-year-old we talked about who's listening to this conversation thinking, actually, shall I make my base a bit different? Mm. Or you could be a woman in her 40s or 50s who's thinking, I've done the same makeup since I was 20. Because yeah. women tend to stick with the makeup in the ear. I'll tell you two facts. Men dress in the era in which they felt they had their first sexual conquest. And they really? stick with that style a bit. What <laughs> do you think that means for my uh, my sister's husband, my brother-in-law, who uh, who who uh, a lot of his friends so said, really whose friends said he skipped his fifties and sixties, and has gone straight to seventy. Okay, all right, I don't know what that says. I, I, I have no idea. But um, women tend to wear makeup in which they felt they're most beautiful. So if right. women continuously think, "I feel great in this decade," they're probably wearing very ageless makeup. But if mm. in the 80s they felt their most attractive, that's when I'll come across women in their 50s who still have quite a hard black eyeliner, mm. a strong lip, quite defined for something where in that decade perhaps you need to soften your application. Mm. So really just it's a reset button. It's a kind of should I rethink my routine? And, and you go in and you sit down and we've got fabulously trained people and you have 45 minutes for you or you go with a girlfriend and, and you do it together. Can I ask what you've got on today? Because you I look very got, natural but very glossy. BFF. BFF. And then I've got on BFF Eye, which is an eye serum and a, and a concealer had a baby and produced this. Right. And then I've got on the remage, ravage, ravages of Sasha Lip Love because I ate a very good mozzarella um, palm ham sandwich, <laughs> which is all over my mouth. And then I have on my eyes, I think I have Wisdom, which I was Wisdom, color I that's a new. great colour. Yeah, it's a really nice and, and no liner. No liner, no. No, no liner, liner, just I, Wisdom. Eyelashes. Eyelashes, yeah. eyelashes. We were meant to launch mascara next week. And I have an issue with the packaging, so I've sent it back and we won't launch it for oh, nine what months. what a pain. Yeah. But I couldn't afford to get it wrong. No. it's a very unusual proposition. And it's also, once you do something, you can't take it you back. Can't, you can't. And yeah. I just, like, we have to dump quite a lot. Yeah, it's oh, going to be tricky, shame. but... But I'd rather... Can you not do it without the packaging as a promotional thing? To no, get because it's the actual thing that comes in. Oh. It's this kind of dual product. It's not just a mascara. And it, we did innovative <sighs> tooling and everything. It's a big project. Okay. So I'd rather get it right. Because of I course. feel I want it to be... Mascara is one of the hardest things to convert a woman yeah. on. Because it's like, I'll do everything that I'll try, but my mascara is the last thing to go. Mm, mascara and foundation. True. Um, and so I want people to think, I won't even think about it. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we'll wait for but that. how exciting that is. Well, yeah. darling, Trilly, it was so good to have you on today. Thank you for so coming So nice on. to see you after this I, long. I could sit in this kitchen all afternoon and chat to you girls because it's <laughs> great conversations, but it was very well, nice Well, we'll get you back for round two when you're launching your mascara. 100%. And we'll get you back and have a chat. And we'll, in the meantime, pop into the King's Road so we can Absolutely. learn how to use everything. Absolutely. And share with our lovely followers where Fantastic. to buy and yep. what works on us. Great. Wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for coming. Thank you, you so much. Lots of love. Bye.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.